This is Daisen Shui X, the podcast, episode 240, for the week of November 28th, 2010. Welcome to Dies and Chewy X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Dies and Chewy X. Love that delivery. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. We are classing up our manga review of awesomeness, our long overdue manga review of awesomeness. I think each of us has a slightly different wine this evening, but we are indeed manga review volume holy crap 36 had to double check there make sure i know where we are done 36 of these well we will be doing 36 wow yes yes cruising through uh let's go around and do introductions the voice we haven't heard for a little bit jeff hi i can't introduce you as the noob anymore you are into the final story arc of the manga ah very much not a noob i'm i'm i've i've has has the cherry been popped? Really? Has it been? <laughs> cherry was popped a long time ago, sir. Oh, okay. Well, the cherry popped, it bled, and you're good to go. Well, well, like a virgin touched for the very first time. We're a family show. Let's stop. Okay, bye. <laughs> Welcome back, sir. Good to have you. Thank you. Crossing me over there is Mary. Howdy there. You're getting over what may have been a cold. I'm not entirely sure what's wrong it with you. It was definitely a cold. It was very mild, though, so I'm grateful for that. All right. so It's you... moved down to my chest, so you might hear some very manly... <laughs> I was going to say, if you hack and die, we'll just shove you to the side and Joy can take your place from there. Right. <laughs> you just make up a new story as you go along. <laughs> Unfortunately, I read this like a ages ago, so I may as well just make up a new story as I go along, because I might not remember it. Because when we got this in, I was like, ooh, travel manga, yay! You you read a whole bunch of volumes. Well, good to have you. Good to be on. You ready for it? I am. All right. We got Jeff over there. We got Mary over there. That leaves me. My name is Mike Vegito EX, ringleading the circus of manga extravaganza. So, so glad. I've been getting so many comments from people. When are you doing the manga review? Come on. Where is it? Folks, it is here. We're kicking off the Boo arc. So tell, tell my employers to give me a schedule where I can get a Saturday <laughs> off. <laughs> I think we're good now, though. For two months. And then we go back to, like, you know, weird weirdness. All right. Again. Rest of the manga, two months. There you go. Let's see how that happens. Uh, so we got the manga review that, of course, is going to be our main meat and potatoes this episode. We're splitting up this episode. I actually already recorded the news because, I mean, we're starting that new story. There's so much to talk about with the manga. I want us all here this evening to be super focused on the manga. Hit everything we can. Have a good time with it. Already recorded the news. Special guest. It was actually an impromptu replacement, unfortunately, at the last minute. Lance, who joined us last episode, was going to do the news with me, but he's home for the holidays, and uh, he was sitting up in an attic by himself, and the wireless was... uh, It's a long story, but it was a good story. So Lance couldn't join me for the news. In his place, though, our good buddy Kaiser Neko from Team Four Star stopped in and talked news with me. So look forward to that in a little bit. All sorts of, I mean, there's Dragon Ball SD, there's a new video game. There's so many things that we're going to dive into. Good stuff there. Uh, hey, God. Oh, well, I don't know if you're going to talk about this later, but you've been giving away stuff like there's no tomorrow. Oh, that's what I'm talking about right now, man. Okay. You know where I'm Daizen Shui X is the place to be and the place to get free stuff. We gave away a copy of Raging Blast 2 for the Xbox 360 just on our Twitter and Facebook because we can do that. Nupka Bandai sent along a couple copies of things to give away. We are running a, a main contest, I guess you call it, on the website right now. We're giving away a copy of Raging Blast 2 on the 360. 
Raging Blast 2 on the PS3, and another copy of Tenkaichi Tag Team on the PSP. Visit the site for all the details. You get one entry per person, and that's not one per game. It's just one entry in total. Pick which one you want to go after. All it takes is an email to a specific account and a specific subject name. I tossed out a little thing on Twitter a couple days ago. I'm deleting the emails who aren't playing nicely with the rules. Part of winning a contest is how well you can follow instructions. Just keep that in mind. There's so many people. If you mess up your entry, you're just making it easier for everyone else to win. So make sure you read that stuff there. May, may I give a little tip, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Read all the instructions first before you do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make sure you read them there. We're just giving away stuff. I'm not done either. Pay attention to our Twitter. Pay attention to our Facebook. Pay attention to the website. There's more stuff to be heading out there. Make sure you enter the contest, though. And you know what? That's not even counting our box of stuff. I don't know if it's in this room. Um, I think it. I think we do have a box of it's stuff. It's next to you, Jeff. There's t-shirts on top of it. It's covered in cords as well, though. You can't have the cords. The cords are mine. Aww. <laughs> I need those. But I want the splitter. <laughs> I know. We got plenty of other stuff to give away. We're, we're kind of slowly making our way through. And then more stuff comes in. I give that away. And then we come back to the old stuff. So make sure you uh, pay attention to what we're doing out there. It's an early Christmas from Dyson to EX. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's uh, all the housekeeping stuff I got for you. Um, I'm hoping to finish up the Raging Blast 2 full written review this week. I know it's been kind of a month coming, but I'm getting around to putting my final touches. It's one of those long things. That's all I got. Anything you guys want to toss out there before uh, I get rid of you for a bit and talk about news? Jeff is raising his hand like a good student. Grin. Um, yeah, it, the the manga, the rumored manga that he's supposed to be writing, right? Yes. Is yes. that SD? Is that what they call it? It is Dragon Ball, and we'll talk about you guys. You will talk here, about that. I got an answer for you, Jeff, though. Uh, Dragon Ball SD, not by Toriyama, by Naho Oishi, who has done some ancillary Dragon Ball stuff in the past. Not from Toriyama, not worldwide, all that. All right, reason why I ask. Is that going to be part two of the manga review of Awesomeness? All the new stuff coming <laughs> well, we'll out. Well, we'll see. As you'll hear in the news, we don't know if it's going to be a one-shot or an ongoing series. Interesting. So it'll be interesting to all of us because we <laughs> don't know what's coming. Sweet. We'll learn as we go. <laughs> but December's coming soon, so we'll learn all about it. Excellent. Uh, that's it. So I guess what we'll do right now is I will kick out Jeff. I will kick out Mary. I will welcome Kaiser Neko to the fold. And we're going to talk about news for a bit. And when we come back, it's manga review time. We had a little bit of an internet emergency. I was recording the news with Lance uh, Gaffertay from our forum, who was uh, here last time on the show. But emergencies happen, saving the day for me. Someone that I've been... I just wanted to have you on anyway, instead of just interviewee stuff. Because I know the kind of fan you are, and I'm so appreciative that you happen to be around right now. Scott Kaiser Neko from Team Four Star. You're, you're here to talk news with me. Howdy, folks. And yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to be back. God, when was the last time that you were here talking with us? I think the last time was some uh, somewhere around the season one finale. Yeah, it? that sounds about right. I think we split up and we talked with a bunch of you guys. Yeah, it, it's actually nice to be here. And as as you know, not just as a, as a feature, but part of the show. I know, I know. So good to have you. I'm looking at all the notes, too. I now know how your show works. <laughs> Everyone who's been on the show, I'm like, have we destroyed the illusion for you? Is the magic totally gone now that you see what's behind the curtain? And it's usually just me sitting in my underwear. No, it, that just makes it all the more special. <laughs> good. 
good to hear. All right, you ready to run through some news with me? There's a bunch of stuff because we didn't get around to doing an episode last week, so we're catching up here. Let's kick this pig. All right, let's. Uh, we're gonna start with video games, and we're gonna end with video games. I'm gonna do. <laughs> what is that left? <laughs> Let me do the easy stuff first. We'll talk about uh, Raging Blast Two sales in Japan because uh, they got it after us. We got it on November second. They got it on November eleventh. Its first week sales were forty six thousand six hundred ten copies on the PS3. Is the number two game of the week right behind the uh, re-release of Tactics Ogre. I think that was on the PSP. The 360 version did not even place in the top 20. And that's that's a whole other conversation you can have about Japanese gaming culture and uh, multi-console games. Um, you can spin this in a couple different ways. Yeah, it was the number two game that week. That's pretty good. But it's also about 10,000 less copies than Raging Blast 1 sold its first week. Now you jump over to the second week this past week. Uh, the PS3 version was down to number 15 on the list and of course the 360 version was nowhere to be seen so let me ask you scott it did worse in the first week its predecessor but it's still number two what's your take on that i mean we have a vastly improved game plus a half hour feature if it can't match what came before it what do you think this uh speaks to for this uh yearly in and out cycle i think it's getting kind of obvious that people realize this is just sort of the same game over and over not not entirely, you know, they make tweaks here and there to the gameplay, and I, I will admit the uh, the feature, I've seen the feature, it was a lot of fun, but I just don't think that people feel that that new feature and um, some overhauled graphics and some game tweaks are really worth shelling out, What? how much are Japanese games nowadays? Uh, like. It's about 80 bucks. Yeah, it's just not worth it to people anymore. Yeah. I mean, heck, most people in America don't want to shell out the $60 it is for these games anymore. Right, and you know, uh, just this past week, Amazon's been offering them both up finally. Originally, it was just the PS3, but they slashed the 360 version as well down to 35 bucks. And of course, I'm right off to say, Raging Blast 2 is one of those games that I've actually been kind of wanting to pick up. Because I haven't, play- I haven't bought a Dragon Ball Z game since Tenkaichi 1. Oh, really? Oh, man. <laughs> it's gotten a lot better since then. Well, I, I get demos and people invite me over and I play them there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd like to own one, especially one that kind of, I guess, personifies the Tenkaichi battle style. Right, right. But I think people, uh, back to the original point, yeah, I don't think people are going to line up to buy the same game again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from Spike, this is the fifth year in a row, basically, of this game engine. And we just had the PSP version on the side as well. So you can say what you want about the graphics. It's just too much, too much. Let's leave that behind. We're going to come back to games, and we might even talk more about Spike later on. Uh, Let me hit you with one quick one here about Dragon Ball Kai. We were just talking about Kai's soundtrack 3 and songs back on episode 237. Heath and I were talking about that. Tata Hitori no Senshi, the Lone Warrior, which was the Trunks song, one of the three new vocal songs on the disc, Ended up getting used as an insert song in episode 82 of Kai. It was the scene where Trunks powers up to uh, grade three of Super Saiyan to fight against Cell. Did you check this out? Yeah, actually, I saw that. I was really excited because you guys actually mentioned, hey, this would be a great place for that song. (laughs) There's a couple places they could have used it. This would not have been my number one, but... I think it worked. I think it worked pretty well, too. Um, I was hoping they would do a little bit more because that ending part, as you guys said, yeah. was really like I, I absolutely love the style they give the song. And for the most part, they kind of use the ending, you know, with ev- like the battle kind of coming down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I think it was pretty well used. It, it definitely uh, accented everything that was going on and 
it gave Trunks his last shining moment. <laughs> it did for a while. I mean, at this point, he uh, he basically gives up. He stands around for a while. He fights his Hell Jr. He dies and he goes back home. I, I, I can kind of see them using it. You know, what? I wouldn't be surprised if they reprised it in uh, in that final scene with. Tom yeah, and that's what Heath and I were talking about. That would be the best place to use it. They did use. Uh, which song did they use twice? Was it Super Ultra Dragon Soul? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So I mean, there is a precedent for this in Kai where they've used the song more well, they've than also once. Used Frieza's song twice. Oh, that's so. right. That's right. They use different parts of it. I think in different places. So there's a possibility. Uh, talking about those songs, it's been a good forty episodes or so since the last insert song, and Trunks himself is no stranger to these kinds of songs. Back in DBZ, he had Battle Point Unlimited when he first showed up, which was used twice in that episode. He had Mind Power Key during his flashback. Go over to the video games. I mean, even on Super Famicom, his theme song was fantastic. You jump up a oh, generation. Yeah. We had Hikari no willpower. Trunks is the dude when it comes to song. So good to see it reprised here in Kai. Maybe there's something that in the show. Maybe he's actually very uh, musically affluent. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he actually plays a lot of instruments, or he's a great he's a great singer. Maybe that's something that Toriyama just never really told anybody. Right. He's like, you know what, guys, do some songs. I, I never get around to this, but. Have them, have them do songs. All right, let's wrap up, Kai. Uh, Scott, you're going to take us over to Funimation stuff because I feel like we're coming to a close, right? I mean, Dragon Boxes, we're more than halfway through almost, and things are wrapping up, right? No. They're... I, feel, I feel bad. I haven't I haven't been keeping up with these. Um, I only got the first two Dragon Boxes. I'm such a terrible fan. Yeah, you are. It's your fault. Um, but let's see. Yeah, Dragon Box 5 uh, seems to be a bit of a delay. Not too bad from February 8th uh, to February 22nd. And uh, yeah, that's that's not too bad. We've seen worse from them in the past. Yeah, I mean, initially that was just an Amazon listing anyway, so maybe they got updated information. I think the official solicitations are what confirmed the 22nd, so not a big deal. We're expecting it in February still. Yeah, so uh, additional to that, um, it seems that the uh, single disc of Dragon Ball Movie 1 coming in uh, December. Um, Funimation is also releasing a four-movie box set, and it's two discs on February 8th for $34.98. It's listed as remastered, uh, and it's got two movies per disc, and the upcoming trailer showcases that it will keep the existing dubs for movies 2, 3, and the 10th anniversary movie, which isn't very surprising. No, I mean, they're already done, they're sufficient, and there's a whole nother for the Funimation dub fans, another conversation you can have about voice consistency. Well, I mean, movies two and three were first and so i mean consistent with what <sighs> for me i'm just gonna be watching the japanese version for the majority of our audience as our polls and everything shows me you guys are going to be watching it in japanese too so not too much of a big deal but for those of you hanging on to the english side you'll be putting up with i say putting up with as if it's a bad thing <laughs> but um colleen is it clinton baird she's going to be taking over as goku in dragon ball movie one and then we'll have the oh geez i don't remember her name but she originally played dende right she did uh goku in oh, movies two and three I can't, I can't remember her name um yeah she originally played dende in the first like when it was first coming out right uh, but yeah and then then she took on for goku and i believe she plays him in movie two three it's two and three and two, then two and um stephanie Nadalny is it did him in movie four because by the time the 10th anniversary movie came out all of the tv series was done so that was the voice i'm gonna try to say this name i, I have the name here for the original voice um kaylee delgadillo sure yeah that's it i, I i'm going with that you know that, i can yeah, do that's... japanese names like it's nobody's business but you give me something that's not japanese and um 
I'm stumped. So what do you think about this? They're putting out movie one, the new uncut release, the first time we're ever getting it in December. And then just a couple months later, they're repackaging it again with the other movies. Should anyone even bother picking up movie one in December at this rate? I think it's a matter of whether or not you have the other movies. Yeah. I mean, if, if you already have them, which, you know what? If you're buying movie one, there's a possibility you probably already have movie one and two and three and the 10th anniversary. And yeah. you're just like an uncut version of that dub. Right, right. Um, basically, I think that's just to get that out to the people who want to be completionists. And then a couple weeks, you know, not too much later, you have the full box set for people who don't have any of those movies or like only have one of them and would like to get the rest of them. And, you know, it does say it's a remastered transfer, so I'm sure it'll be just like the blue bricks where you know, it's cleaned up, zoomed in a little slightly, progressive transfer. It'll be decent. Yeah, let, let's let's uh, uh, there's a trailer, apparently. Uh, I don't think it's officially out yet, uh. but I think it went out with kind of like their press solicitations to folks. So it should be coming pretty soon if it's not out already. I mean, I haven't looked in two weeks, so well, let's hope let's coming. hope for a uh, let, let's let's hope for a blue box remastering and they couldn't possibly no they're uh, done they're done with that yeah they're so the, uh, la- the last part of the news uh, on my side for right now is uh, Kai Part 4 is due out on March 8th. Yeah, uh, 3 is, I think, also December, and then 4 is March. So we're, we're back to about, you know, three to four months in between. Not too bad yeah. of a deal. I mean, it's airing on TV. That's what's taking priority right now. So, And I've never felt really too bad about it taking th- that many months, mostly because if you look at the episode count, if you watched one per week, that's almost what you'd be getting every time. Yeah, it's not too terrible. And I mean, they got to worry about Nicktoons as well. I mean, they're pulling in some great ratings there. And I feel like anyone who really cares about watching the dubbed version of it is sort of keeping up with the TV broadcast. And those who care about the Japanese side have already seen it and will just pick it up along the way. So I feel like the release schedule, yeah, like you, it's it's sufficient. Yeah, I mean, it, there are worse release schedules for um, for certain shows out there. You're basically getting, if, if this show were coming out naturally, if it were actually being produced in the States, this is the this is the fastest you'd be getting these yeah, sets. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the American shows that come out that get single releases, then they cancel them, then they do a DVD set, then a year later they do the Blu-ray set. I feel like for anime, we have a pretty decent deal in terms of release schedule. Maybe not in prices compared with the American equivalents, but even the prices are coming down too. Yeah, and, and, and companies are already trying to streamline, you know, anime straight from Japan to us, so... We got to give them a break. The show's they're they're trying to get this show out to us. Yeah, I think Funimation's doing pretty good with the release schedule on Kai. So, all right, you ready to talk about what is probably the biggest news of these last couple of weeks? Dragon Ball SD, man. Oh man, it's chip. It, it's it's what was it? Chibi Sans? What what was that old? You know the comic. Little you know the comic. little silings. Little silings. Yes, I mean yes. the instant we heard about this, I felt like people were really excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's ignore this for a minute and reminisce about little silings. That takes over discussion for a while and then people come back to Dragon Ball SD. All right, so here's the deal. It was announced last week in addition to all the other fun spinoffs coming to, which we didn't even talk about, Saikyo Jump, which is a new magazine Shueisha is putting out in Japan for the little kids. We didn't talk about it because there was nothing Dragon Ball related in the initial announcement. Now there is. Um, another one's going to appear in the December debut issue called Dragon Ball SD. 
This one's going to be created by Naho Oishi, who previously handled the two-part manga adaptation of the 2008 Jump Super Animator special. Uh, I know our buddies over at Constantai have um, taken care of that, so you can check that out if you haven't seen it. So no word on whether or not it's going to be a one-shot or an ongoing series. It's kind of vague about that. It's going to appear in the debut issue in December. That's all we know. Uh, it's going to feature Goku and Kudadin running around. Hooray! <laughs> There's a little hint about something... And that character will appear, also very vague about who that's going to be, so we don't really know what's going to be going on with this. Uh, not coming from Toriyama, not necessarily a reboot of the series, not coming worldwide, and not even necessarily a new series, but it is new Dragon Ball regardless. We're coming up on December very, very soon. What are your thoughts on Dragon Ball SD? Are you excited or are you one of those grar, 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 it's not the action I want? I think it looks adorable and I can't wait. Yeah, that's where I am. <laughs> Mostly because it's, it, you know, okay, it's not necessarily new Dragon Ball, quote unquote, but I mean, it's it's going to be new stories. It's it's from a good artist. I like the artist. Yeah, um, yeah. great stuff. It, it, I, can, I can tell the difference when I look at it, but yeah, at the yeah. same time it's not jarring it's not this like it, it, it still feels like dragon ball for the most part right i mean you can say sure it's just an official fan comic well shueisha gave it the okay oishi has proven that she's capable of drawing the characters well and being true to the characters and having fun with it so i don't have too much of like, i honestly can't understand how anyone can have a problem with this it's just a fun little thing that's going to be coming out we don't even know if it's going to be more than one chapter or anything yet so you gotta you gotta remember there are those people out there who feel like this is a wasted opportunity for more you know serialized stories for dragon ball oh, and please you want to talk about wasted opportunities we've got kai we've got yearly dragon ball video games don't talk to me about wasted opportunities this has been my life for the last 15 years it's wasted oh, yeah. opportunities so I'll, I'll take the cute i'll definitely take the cue too and it is totally i can return to it um this is totally little silings again i know did you go back and read little silings recently i should i should oh my god it is so good you don't realize just how awesome it truly was i thought it was just oh yeah i really used to enjoy reading it because it was kind of the hot thing back in what like 1999 it's genuinely funny and, and you know more grown up and after seeing the entire i don't think i'd seen the entire show yeah when yeah. i was reading that seeing the entire show and going back uh, the most I can remember is uh, Krillin's crush on 18. Oh, it's so adorable. It is, oh, it is endearing to the max. Looking at this, you know, the new character, or, or no, that character yeah. that's supposed to show up, I don't think it's going to be Vegeta. No, I, I wonder who it could be. A lot of speculation. Of, oh, it's going to be Mr. Satan running around as a kid with them or something like that. That would be hilarious. I, I don't hope know. that happens. I feel like whatever they do, it could be Frieza for all I care. It'll be adorable and I'll take it. Oh, I want many little Frieza. Yep, totally. So that's all we got right now. Uh, this was the news and I feel like since this broke, we still haven't learned anything new since then so we're kind of yeah. edge of our seats until it comes out was it december 3rd around there i think it comes out i'd have to go back and check but it's pretty early in december so at this point we're going to know pretty soon what this is going to yeah. be so pretty psyched all right let's return to video games Take it away, man. So apparently you guys talked, uh, yeah, you talked last episode about recent trademarks followed by Namco Bandai for Ultimate Butoden and Zenkai Battle Royale. But that was, you know, just trademarks then. Now we have some real concrete information. Um, Japanese Tales fan site slash blog first tossed up some details for, um, from an upcoming magazine that Dragon Ball Kai Ultimate Butoden will be coming to the Nintendo DS. And 
February 3rd, no less. I know. I mean, we're closing in on December. Yep. New game, February. Jumps out, it jumps out of nowhere. Yep. And, um, and for the DS, too. Uh, a 3D fighting game for the, for I know. the DS. I mean, when Nintendo announced the 3DS, Namco Bandai had uh, a press announcement later that day or the next day or something like that. Yeah, we're working on a Dragon Ball game for the 3DS. This is not it. This is just straight up Nintendo DS. Which is weird to me. But um, hey, yeah, some scans have been floating around basically pretty quickly, actually. Um, I, I was very surprised when I just saw them. When I saw Ultimate Bakoden's been trademarked. Okay, a couple, like almost a week later. Hey, we have scans <laughs> that's how it works in japan they keep th- such a heavy lid on things and then once something is known it's all out there i kind of i kind of want to think that the, uh, part, part of me was like oh um uh, uh, just the japanese company so saw on the net oh they know about it hurry <laughs> get something out quickly now I honestly feel that is how it is sometimes over there in it's Japan. Like, it's like we totally planned this. Yeah, I'm taking a look at it. It's it's got these very uh, chipified, not not necessarily super deformed character models. I don't know. It's interesting. It reminds me a lot of Toriyama's most recent artwork, where everyone's just kind of short. I mean, it's properly yeah. proportioned, but everyone's kind of tiny. Yeah, they look, they look tiny. A little okay. I was about to say a little blocky, but again, that's. That, that's partially due to the DS. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's actually, it's very interesting. I'm hoping it plays a little bit better than it looks. Yeah, I mean, it's coming so soon. Who knows how long this has been in development? We don't even know who's developing the game. The True. initial pages never say who it is. Is it Dimps? Is it Spike? Is it, I don't even think Presto of an imprint exists anymore. So who is it that's making this game? We don't even know. Let's hope for Dimps. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's hoping Dimps. Um so yeah, I mean, we got a page and a website that doesn't really show a whole lot. Looks like yeah. it's going to span from beginning of Z to end of Z, and maybe you'll yell out some attacks, and that's all we got right now. That sounds like that sounds like uh, fun and socially disturbing. Yes, can you imagine? I mean, I take the train to work, so uh, I'll be yelling Kamehameha at my DS Fantastic. on the train on the way to work, like the real adult I am. The best adult. Best kind of adult there is. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about this? Um, what do you What do you feel about the name Butoden being brought back? That is such a nostalgia trip. I'm I'm actually really glad. I'm not gonna lie. It being the kind of the kid, I grew up with uh, the Butoden series. Yeah, yeah. And so to see it just back on a new fighting game, it, it, like, is a trip. So will they destroy your childhood if this is not a good game? You know what? Even if it is a little mediocre, I'll still have the old Butoden. Ends. Just to just to see it making another impact is is totally worth whatever comes of this game. Good to have it back. An ultimate ultimate Batoden. <laughs> yeah, and not just that, but Dragon Ball Kai. Um, forgot to mention it here. I think we mentioned it on the homepage of the site. This is the second video game in Japan to be labeled as Kai. First one was uh, Saiyajin Raishu: Attack of the Saiyans, which came out as Dragon Ball Kai in Japan. When they brought it over here, it got renamed to Z. But now we have Dragon Ball Kai over here, so. So maybe this one will come out as Dragon Ball Z Kai Ultimate Butoden, or maybe they'll rename it entirely. Yeah, I'm betting this will be the first time they use Z Kai for a 
for one of the games. I think so. I mean, that Zekai name holds a lot of weight with uh, present-day fans, so I think it would be worth it to leverage it. And now and now that other new game. That, that other that... one. We weren't sure about this title because the word Zenkai doesn't inherently have anything to do with Dragon Ball. Yes, it's a word in the first ending theme to DBZ. We talked a little bit about this last episode, but that first site that talked about Siliconaria and the Kotaku article from this past week talking about this game. If you don't know our viewpoints on Dragon Ball Wikia, I've just stated them in my hesitancy to speak. People pulling in information from the word does not mean that really. And to apply it in that way and call it official. Uh, let's forget about it. Zenkai Battle Royale confirmed uh, another new game coming out. Official website went up this past week. This one's an arcade game. It's a networked arcade game for four players. And uh, the website went up with a trailer, unlike uh, Ultimate Butoden, where we had just a page of a couple little screenshots. We got gameplay footage. We've got all sorts of stuff. The trailer on the site shows Goku, Vegeta, Kudidin, Piccolo, Frieza, and number 16. Kind of a motley crew there with 16 thrown in the mix. So I know you're looking forward to this game, Scott. Why do you care about this game? It's a Japanese arcade game. Who cares, right? Well, it's a Japanese arcade game, but it doesn't use any bloody cards. Yes, Which that's means true. <laughs> there's a chance that it might actually get released on a console. Now, I'd have to go back and double check this, but I think I saw an article just the other day that it's running on something resembling PS3 hardware, so easy Ooh. port. Super DBZ itself ran on, I think it was called System 246, which was some Namco hardware. But that was kind of the equivalent of a PS2, which is why we got such an easy port of Super DBZ, which was kind of the last non-card-based fighting game in arcades. Here we go with another one. Tell me about the trailer. What'd you see? What'd you like? First thing I noticed, and this is this is the first thing you had to touch on. It's so noticeable. Wow, graphics. Really? Because I'm not entirely sure how I feel about them. It's realistic, but realistic isn't the right word to describe it either. Okay, the I, I my friend uh, Kerberfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is the first person he said they look kind of like clay i can see that and uh and when i when i look at it i had i actually had to find a youtube version just to go back and pause during that first shot of goku it looks it's uncanny valley a little bit yeah i'm not sure how i feel about it because it's not the cartoony smiling happy goku that i'm used to it's oh, the, it is uh, super serious goku up in here the graphics i want to say they look really good I mean, the shading, the detail, I mean, there's a lot going on in this game that makes it look really pretty. But then you also have to realize, but it's not really the style of the show or the comic. I mean, the character designs are right, but it's it's the shading, it's the detail that looks so odd. But you know what? I'm ready for that because the direction that Spike is taking Raging Blast with Raging Blast 2, where it's not the cell shaded, but it's not in this direction either, it, it yeah. doesn't know where it wants to be. I'm ready for a new visual take on the series. And I may not like where it goes, but I need something new. Yeah, and I I, I don't dislike it. Yeah, that's, that's the one thing I, I that's actually... That's I'm feeling I'm, right now. First trailer, I don't dislike it. I'm, I'm very curious to see where it goes. Beyond that, the gameplay looks really interesting. Yeah, this is neat. We got four players simultaneous. You see things like someone's holding someone from behind. I think it was Goku's holding someone, Piccolo Fires, uh, Makanko Sapo, something like that. And then he teleports out of the way, so it hits them. There's some neat tactical stuff going on. I also saw Frieza using his death, uh, that, that his little death beam, and he hits multiple targets. Yes, yes. There's some cool shit in here that we just haven't seen before. Not to mention uh, Piccolo's long, like his long armed grab. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm I'm really hoping here that we get some real character differentiation. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about that with Raging Blast 2. People have their, they call it the signature skill. And that's a yeah. way that they've been trying to differentiate the characters. But then you go back to something like Super DBZ. They didn't rely on a gimmicky button press to make them different. They were just genuinely different. So if we can get another arcade game that does that, give me a new visual style, make the characters feel very different, give me some tactical gameplay. Even if I don't like all of those things, it's desperately needed right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I really just hope this comes to consoles. Because if, if it doesn't, then it's going to be... Oh, please. Are, you're telling me that you are not satisfied with a card-based W. Bakuretsu Impact Japanese-only kind of game. That, that doesn't do it for you. You need to actually play it. Come on, aren't you being just a little too gimme-gimme here? Uh, I guess I am sort of selfish. I'm, I'm psyched. I mean, put it out there in arcade, sure, bug test it. Bring it to consoles. Come on. I, I, I can't help but wonder. I mean, did Super DBZ ever get an arcade release out here? I mean, I know it, it, was, arc- are it was arcade first. Out here? Oh, oh, in the U.S.? Oh, no, absolutely not. No, we got uh, just home is, release. That, that would have been so, that would have been like a total mind-blown moment if that had ever actually gotten Do you there. even have any arcades near you anymore? Because anyone that ever existed around where I live is gone so we have one in our movie theater that totally counts right no okay. <laughs> what is it like a machine next to a picture booth you, you have a ddr machine you have like aliens versus predators um a racing game yep <laughs> yep it's a standard lineup oh oh and uh and tekken 6 yes yes it's always a soul caliber or a tekken there as well Oh yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I actually like am legitimately curious to see where this game goes. And you know what? More than that game where you, with that new custom little character, the um, uh, what was it? The the one with the brand new animation for that commercial. I oh, oh me, I, the um Dragon Ball Heroes. Heroes, heroes. Yeah, I, yeah. my mind could not process that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> actually looking forward more to this than that. It is what it is for us on the site, but Dragon Ball Heroes, I haven't even been keeping up with it and i don't even know what's going on with it whatever so i am psyched we've got two new video games uh one's coming in february zenkai battle royale we don't really know anything about just yet other than a website and it's going to be coming at some point so what are your uh kind of final thoughts on video games the outlook for 2011 how are you feeling about it well i'm not satisfied until i get my raging blast 3 and uh, i i expect that by next year or otherwise i'm boycotting uh, all for the Dragon Ball video games. If there is not a Raging Blast 3 in November 2011, I will eat another item of clothing. Uh, well, watch it. If you keep eating them, you're going to be down to like <laughs> socks or God help you, a jock strap. It's not going to be fun. Not for anybody. Suspenders and socks. That will be my outfit for December 2011. I'm actually... I'm- kind of curious to see where it goes i'm i don't have a whole lot of expectations for ultimate potoden i mean you you already had super warriors um was it super super Super, supersonic warriors supersonic warriors yeah um number two that was probably the best of a fighting game you were going to get on the ds those buku games those were great games those were a lot of fun weren't they they were i mean for for a handheld Dragon Ball Z game, they gave you exactly what you could ask for. Well, you know what? They did what the system was capable of really, really well. And I don't feel like any of the recent games have been taking advantage of the platforms they're on all that well. Well, let's hope Ultimate Batodan tries to give it its best uh, college try before you know we get to, get to the 3DS. That's right. It may be the swan song for Dragon Ball on the DS. So good or bad, it's coming in February. So. 
Yep. And I've said basically all I could for Sankai Power, uh, Sankai Battle Royale, that is. That's it for the news. It's been a busy couple of weeks, but a lot of stuff coming out, a lot of things we're learning about, and it's good to talk about it with you. It's great to talk about it with you too, sir. I wouldn't want to talk about it with damn near anyone else. Oh, the warm fuzzies. So before I get rid of you, anything you want to, uh... Actually, right now I'm working on a little something that should be coming out in December. Awesome. Um, might be holiday related, might not. And uh, we got to ask because if I don't ask, people are gonna yell at me for not asking. They're gonna come to you anyway, so you might as well toss it out there. Okay, everybody, if possible, please listen to this. The next episode. <laughs> Everyone, coming. hold up! Come on, here it is. It's coming. The next episode is coming in January. We have something nice. You're gonna like what we have in December. I, I promise you, you're gonna like what we have in December. Good. It's you're really going to appreciate what we have in December. But until then, the episode episode 20 will be in January. Uh, looking forward to it. We've got a lot of material. For those who don't know, Team Four Star, DBZ abridged, funny videos, good stuff. Watch it. Love it. Please buy the t-shirts. All right, Scott. Thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you, you bet. Thanks for thanks for you know extending an offer. I love this podcast. I love you guys. It's always a great honor. And oh god, Tim, we got ah the fan wankings all around. Gonna bring that to a close. No one wants to hear how much we love each other, but we do. Oh yeah, we do. So I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Thank you. All right, I'm happy to welcome Jeff and Mary back to the show. Good to have you guys here. You didn't really go anywhere, but it's good to have you back nonetheless. You guys ready? Manga Review of Awesomeness, Volume 36. We're beginning the final major story arc of the original series. I'm excited for this. Are you? Yeah, because I don't have to say Kudidin anymore as much. <laughs> That's true. He's not around as much. This was originally published in 1993. How do you feel about that? I feel old. All right. This is going to be chapters 421 through 432, going by the original Japanese Tankobon. Of course, it's number 36. Going by the Kanzenban, it's all within volume 29. Number 29 actually starts out with 421, so it's it starts there and fully contained. If you're going by Viz, it was their DBZ number 20 graphic novel, and by the more recent Viz Big, it is number 7 of Dragon Ball Z. If you guys haven't listened before, what we do with the manga review of Awesomeness is we go chapter by chapter, give you a little recap of everything that happens in this volume, and then when we're done, we'll check in on Jeff's predictions from last time you were here, what you think was going to happen in the volume. AKA memory. Right. <laughs> at this point. Uh, and then we're going to talk all sorts of discussion points. What happened in the manga? What do we think about it, we, we try to be critical and self-important about knowing everything there is to know, which is not entirely true. But we have a good time with that. Uh, we'll talk about some visitisms with the English translation, and we'll wrap it up with Jeff, your predictions for next time. So, Jeff, would you like to get us going here with Chapter 421? Sounds great. We'll do that. So, Chapter 421. Peace has returned to Earth, but enough time has passed for people to start being dicks again. In Satan City, a bank robbery is in progress. Gohan, now 16 years old, is flying into the city on Kiton, now heading to a real school instead of just learning at home. He drops down so no one sees the cloud and happens upon the robbers escaping. He looks around and turns into a super saiyan, takes out all of the robbers for the police to take care of, and turns back to normal, just in time for a girl to ask him what happened and who it was that did all this. A man tells Videl, quote-unquote, that it was the golden warrior. He was wearing the same school badge as her. In a school classroom, Videl is asking her friends who they think this guy is. He sure can't be stronger than her dad, Mr. Satan. Gohan is introduced as the new student. He is instructed to take a seat and is met by Eresa, one of Videl's friends, who calls dibs on him earlier. Because <laughs> that's, is that how girls are, Mary? They call dibs on the new guy. <laughs> 
I didn't come across many new guys in my day. <laughs> Why don't you continue? 422. Alrighty. After learning Videl is Mr. Satan's daughter, Gohan is moderately grilled on the Golden Warrior, who is really Gohan. He's done it a couple times, and he's come to town already. And the fact that he was at the robbery this morning wearing the same exact clothes as the Golden Warrior, it can't be him, but Videl remembers strange guys who turned their hair gold on the old video of her dad fighting Cell. Gohan fumbles up a bit as he explains how far away he lives. In gym class, Gohan tries to do his best to fit in playing baseball and not be superhuman. His first mistake is jumping way the hell up in the air to catch Sharpener's otherwise home run. His second mistake is letting Sharpener's pitch hit him right in the face and he doesn't seem phased at all. Later on, even Sharpener concedes that Gohan's pretty tough, but Gohan's not going to do any extra activities after school because he lives so far away. As he leaves to go home, Videl follows him around a bit, but he vanishes up top a building, hops on Quintone, and flies home. He's going to need a better costume. Chapter 423, Gohan visits Capsule Corps to get a special costume from Bulma. She makes it so it can fit in a capsule, of course. She'll have it ready in two hours, so Gohan will visit with Trunks for now. He's off training with Vegeta, who apparently just wants Trunks to be stronger than Gohan is. Trunks is happy to see Gohan and wants to play, while Vegeta just kind of shuffles by, telling the weakling not to be that way, even during times of peace. The outfit is ready. Gohan presses a button and gets an outfit all decked out with a helmet and a cape. Trunks changes his mind about about also wanting one now. Gohan heads back into the city on Kintone and immediately changes into his costume to start fighting crime, beginning with some folks speeding down below. A couple punks step out of the car right in front of him, demanding to know who he is. He's... Uh... Great Saiyaman! They're not impressed, so Gohan slams his foot into the ground and making a little crater there. They apologize and say it's a great name. And so the story of Great Saiyaman begins to spread. Jeff 424. Chapter 424. Gohan's off to school. His mom and younger brother, Goten, bid him farewell. Gohan arrives at school, transforms out of his Great Saiyaman outfit, and runs into someone who already knows about the new hero. In class, Videl is interrupted by her watch device... Thing. There are two robbers and she's off to fight them. Sharpener explains that Videl is a crime fighter since she's Mr. Satan's daughter and all. Gohan waits a little bit, has to go to the bathroom, kind of demanding to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and rushes off to help his great Saiyaman. Videl takes care of the two pretty well, and even Gohan's impressed, especially compared to her dad, but he jumps in when one of them goes to shoot Videl. Who is this mysterious boy in this wacky costume? Mary 425. Gohan poses for several pages before introducing himself as Great Saiyaman. One of the robbers throws dirt at Gohan and takes off in the car. Gohan flies off after him, much to Videl's surprise. Gohan catches up, much to the robber's surprise this time, and drags his ass back to Videl, who will call the cops. Videl asks Gohan how he got out of class. He said he had to go to the bathroom, or, oh wait, busted! She knew it was him, and he was also the Golden Warrior too. Gohan was just trying to live a normal life out here with regular folks. Videl notes that his last name is Son, just like the winner of the 2013 Gaichi Budokai, the one before the one that her dad won. He must be Son Goku's son. He better enter the upcoming Budokai, or she's going to tell everyone about his secret identity. Gohan, quite embarrassed, returns to class. Chapter 426. Gohan returns to Capsule Corps to consult with Bulma about entering the tournament. He can't wear a helmet. Sunglasses and a bandana it is. Vegeta decides that if Gohan's entering, so is he. While Gohan's been letting himself get weak, Vegeta's been training every single day. Suddenly, a voice comes from the ether. It's Goku! He can come back for a single day, and this is going to be it. He'll come back for the Budokai, too. Gohan flies off and informs Kame Senin and Kududin, who stopped shaving his head and who's also with 18 and with the little girl, 
about what's going on. There's prize money for the top five, so 18 insists that they both enter. Gohan heads off to talk to Piccolo, who will also join them. Dende is just gonna chill up there, though. Gohan has no clue where Tenshin Han is. Figures Bulma will tell Yamcha. I don't know why she would care about telling him anymore. The best part is that Goten will get to meet his dad. Will Chi-Chi let him enter, though? Once he tells her about the prize money, she has no problem with Gohan entering and even training in preparation for it. Him and Goten will train together. Chapter 427. Gohan asks Goten to throw rocks at him from real close. He gets a little scared at just how fast and powerful Goten is though so he backs him up. Goten asks if he can be like Gohan too, a super saiyan. Gohan laughs it off but by the time he's done explaining how you reach it, Goten's already transformed. The kid's been able to do it for a while too and even Chi Chi knows about it. Gohan decides to spar with his little brother for a little bit but Goten can't fly yet. Videl's airship suddenly arrives on the scene so Gohan has them both land and untransform before she gets there. Goten casually mentions that Trunks is a bit stronger than him and they play fight all the time. Videl came out all this way because she wants to learn how to fly. Chapter 428. Videl has absolutely absolutely no idea what key is, so this will take a little bit. Goten, on the other hand, fires a blast like it's nothing. Gohan explains a little bit about it. Videl, like her dad, assumed it was all a trick, and they break for lunch. Chi-Chi asks how rich she is, since they have someone to cook for her. She's ridiculously rich. Gohan and her should get married. Gohan teaches Videl a little bit more about Ki, and she wants to learn how to fly now. In the afterlife, Goku is busy training with weights on his arms and legs. Northern Kaio is proud to show this off to Southern Kaio, who can't believe how how heavy they are. They'll bump it up a crap ton more, though, since Goku can turn into a Super Saiyan. Videl has learned to float. Meanwhile, Goten is flying loops all over the place in the background. Videl is going to come back tomorrow to learn more. Gohan casually mentions that she should get her hair cut. Why? Does he like girls with short hair? It's just because in a fight, someone could grab it. Videl storms off, but shows up the next day with her hair cut short. Chapter 429. Vegeta and Trunks are training in the gravity room. It's a bit too much for Trunks, so he turns into a Super Saiyan, blowing Vegeta's mind in the process. If Trunks can hit Vegeta just once, he'll take his son to the amusement park. The fists fly and fly, and Trunks manages to scrape his dad before Vegeta smacks him down. Trunks explains that Goten can transform too, but Trunks is still a little bit stronger. Goten's a year younger and can't even fly yet. Videl's flying pretty well herself, actually. Goten's still way better, of course. They take a break and Videl talks about her dad a little bit. Gohan's pretty strong, but nowhere near her dad. She says that she is self-taught, and this is when Gohan begins to realize that she has no idea how much stronger she is than her dad. She would laugh if her dad lost in the tournament, though. He's been such a showboat since her mom died. Goten lets it slip that their dad's coming back, too. Their dad, who's dead, by the way. So that's a fun little conversation for them to all have. Videl's flying well in 10 days, which gives Gohan and Goten more time to train together. Chapter 430. Everyone's training except for Mr. Satan. As they head off to the tournament, Gohan suggests that they refrain from turning into Super Science, and no one remembers from the Cell game who they all are. At the tournament, Mr. Satan is being his usual self, as everyone just kind of sighs. Where's Goku, though? It's him. He's back. Baba reminds him that he has 24 hours, and everyone gives the guy a big hug. Oh, and hey, that little kid over there is Goku's other son. As everyone registers, Goten and Trunks find themselves stuck in the children's division, which is new. They can't fight the grown-ups. Chapter 431. As they all head in, Trunks remarks that Goten's dad doesn't seem as strong as his own dad. Goku finally notices number 18. Kudidin remarks that they live together at Kame House and have a daughter, which Goku can't figure out, by the way. The media try to interview them all, but Piccolo blows up the cameras before they go too far. They all get ready and head on out, only to be greeted by the old Tenkaichi Budokai announcer. He immediately recognizes Goku and is so excited that they're all here to compete. And hey, if Goku says he's dead, he's dead. Sure, whatever. 
try not to blow up the ring this time. To decide the other competitors from the 194 participants, they're going to have a punching machine to decide who's the strongest. Mr. Satan goes first and racks up 137. After Piccolo finishes destroying all the cameras, of course, the regular people go and then all the heroes go. Number 18's first and they assume it's malfunctioning when she gets a 774. They recalibrate it and everyone tries to hit it softly, not really going so well, until Vegeta just walks up and smashes the damn thing to bits. Chapter 432. Videl can't figure out why Gohan's not shocked at all of this. Kudanin's pretty impressed with Gohan's friend here. She's cute. It's time for the kids to fight. The winner also gets to fight Mr. Satan, who runs out, slips on the ground, gets up and says it's a joke, and is rewarded with cheering from everyone. Goten and Trunks talk about what they'll do with the prize money as all the other trash kids kind of smack talk a little bit around there. There are 36 kids competing, so Gohan and Vidal decide they're going to head off and see this. Trunks is up first against a very crude woman's trashy son. Trunks leg sweeps him and kicks him up. He falls down, presumably out cold. Man, this isn't going to be much until Goten and Trunks start fighting each other. And that's going to wrap up this volume of the manga. Goes by in a flash. It does. What I would like to do is check in, Jeff, your predictions from last time. Memories. This was such a fun thing to <laughs> go back to. memories from last time. We need a special <laughs> jingle just for that. You said, going to meet a character, and you actually said it this kind of delivery too. Going to meet a character whose name is Videl. She's a daughter of someone important. <laughs> and you decide we're going to see the repercussions of Mr. Satan saving the world. You said, maybe we'll meet the little brother. I think I cut you off at that point and said, God damn it, stop knowing things about where the series is going. All right, but I have to give away something that I did not expect. All right. Okay, because uh, remember at this point, this is what I've seen, the anime anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So manga, no clue. They call it the Tenkaichi Budokai in the manga. Yes. They called it the tournament of the heavens or something in the anime or something like it well, wasn't did you, did you watch a fan sub or? yeah uh, no, no no i watched the uh, cartoon network version. i think they call it world martial arts tournament it's something like that so i did not make that connection that, there oh, was that another... this was actually the 25th tenkaichi budoka no cl- I, gotcha. I thought it was over i thought they did, weren't gonna do it so right. shocking i mean i read the words and was like oh my god there's another tenkaichi why <laughs> didn't i think of that and then it was like oh yeah because they called it something else a freaking cartoon network so that was something i could not have predicted technically because well, it was something tenkaichi different budoka is like the Strongest under the heavens tournament. That's what. That's where you you were thinking of the translation, Mm -hmm. as opposed to what Funimation stuff called it. Right. Yeah, it is the twenty fifth Tenkaichi Budokai, which, as we've learned, there was a twenty fourth. In the meantime, twenty third was Goku versus Piccolo Junior pre Raditz. That was the twenty third. In the meantime, after they destroyed the ring and no one really wanted to have the tournament, apparently there was a twenty fourth, and Mister Satan was the winner of that tournament. So he's the reigning champion. So here we are at the 25th. Now we've got a kids division. Mr. Satan's the champion. Whoever wins gets to fight him. All that kind of fun stuff. So here we are with a new story arc, a new Tenkaichi Budokai. We're ready to go. Something I I, want to know because we've had so many in Dragon Ball, but this is one of the most significant, the most longest, the seven year story jump here. We've had some three years. You know, we had a year. One year, two years. Right. This is seven. Gohan has has grown up from being like nine, physically 10-ish. Now he's 16 years old. He's heading into 17 years old. He's in high school. He's basically an adult at this point. Now we have new kids coming in. Jeff, from your perspective, is this what you need to do with Dragon Ball at this point is age up everyone and bring in 
the new cast? Uh, yeah, I think it exactly is what needed to happen, especially after Cell, which was drawn out. And we've gotten so used to Gohan being the next prodigy of the signs. And Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was hinted story arc after story arc after story arc. Yep. So now if we're going to do the fourth in this portion of the series. Yeah, we need just to just start fresh with a new set of characters and make a new story out of it. But I think uh, what's interesting, or at least what helps the transition, is the fact that we get to meet uh, Videl. Uh huh. Which is an absolute delight. Totally I different love family, just yeah. a normal. But I love her character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love her character. I think. What do you like about her? Well, she's uh, she's spunky. She's feisty. <laughs> she's the most tomboyish of any tomboy on that sure, show. There's sure. tons of tomboys, but she's like the most hardcore of all. She's of them. fighting crime. Right, and she, and it's so funny because she has no idea how strong she is compared to her dad, which is I love that ridiculous. conversation with Gohan in his head, just thinking, "Oh my god, she has no idea." Right, and. She is that. If you needed a new character, that was genius. Like that was perfect to bring Mr. her. Mr. Satan's daughter, no less. Mm-hmm. And then you can tie him back in. Yep. It feels it feels natural. It like, does feel like a natural progression. Was exactly. planned, even though it probably wasn't. <laughs> Just Toriyama laid literally the seeds for these children to come in down the road in the But story. it makes perfect sense because the grown-ups are kind of not done with, but they're he, he wants to they're sort of move on. certainly not done with. But. Yeah, exactly. But like he wants to kind of move on to the next generation and do something with them. And we're going to see that. Goku is going to talk about, not to spoil things, but when Boo comes along, he's like, I want to give it to the kids here. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done enough. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like that natural sort of just moving on to the next generation type thing and just seeing how they grow up and I think it's a very interesting perspective and I think it's welcomed Mm -hmm. because I don't think anybody at the end of the cell arc really cared about Gohan as much as they should have. I think we discussed that at length in the last uh, manga review where Mm -hmm. we were like, you know, they were they were making him so much of a big deal at that whole fight. And then we really didn't care all that much. It's really until now where it's like um, it's not even him anymore. I mean, he he did get a spotlight at the cell game, but now it's sort of like between him and Goten, if anything. Like, well, now there is a Goten. Let's talk about Goten. We have a seven year jump we know we have trunks we saw him during the cell arc he was just born so we know that trunks has to appear here your thoughts on introducing goten as a kind of a compliment to him to have both sides both families here was that okay or is that just oh, we, we, need, need, we need kid goku we need back kid goku back i thought it was welcome okay. i didn't think there was anything wrong with it i mean was it convenient it wasn't that... kind of like aha and goku had sex before he left right exactly Da-da-da. well i mean they never of talked about not. gohan's conception so you know it's like well, I mean so they didn't talk about Gotens I found it perfectly natural and on natural. that evening he removed her bra right I mean like there's some details I don't need to know about and Toriyama certainly as perverted as Toriyama exactly. is he will never write that kind of thing yeah exactly it's just it, it seems so very natural that, that a new character just shows up and, he'll just show boobs and say her her boobs yeah right so like he'll, he'll keep it towards that perspective which is really nice so I think it's it's just fine that, that Goten shows up the way he does I mean it was um, in the series it's kind of a weird perspective because this is pretty much where i started so uh, you know seeing it in, in the, the manga TV version yeah okay. so so seeing it in the manga didn't really give me so any it wasn't sort really of a uh, shock to you no i mean not as much as it probably could have been had i started with it okay but i mean i could imagine that there was some outcry of like oh come on you know yeah. th- there's trunks he needs a play pal that's ridiculous yeah mm-hmm. and i didn't feel that i thought it was actually quite natural mary how about you and the kids i never really thought two seconds about it because it was always just there for me but... yeah yeah it was by the time we were getting into the series it was the boo 
Mark in Japan. So we were always mm-hmm. seeing promotional art of them and fan subs. Right, and- right. But part of me thinks that Goten is just uh, filling the void of, you know, Chibi Goku from Dragon Ball mm-hmm. early days. But Goten, I, I do think, is kind of his own character. In I some agree. ways, he's yeah. almost more dumb than Goku. Yeah, yeah, we is. don't really see too much of that necessarily just yet. But And he's got some of the cutest moments. I mean, the TV version we were fast forwarding through earlier. There was one that you and your sister always rewind and just played over and over, I guess. Right, right. He goes, Oniche Kakui! And he kind of has a squeal. Of higher it. and squeeier than normal. Uh-huh. And he had this cute little Chinese pajamas set yeah. on. It was really cute. But what makes Goten really work is just his friendship with Trunks. Like, they play off each other so well, and it gets even better. Like, you can't have one without the other. They're yeah, their own little yeah. comedy duo. They are. Where Trunks is the straight man, and Goten is just the dumb man. <laughs> yeah. They're good times together. Let me ask you about Chi-Chi and her total lack of caring about Goten. <laughs> I think she's like, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> and, you know, speaking as a first child also i feel like maybe that's, that as well I, maybe that's just a mom thing where they they care about the schooling and and the properness and then the second kid comes around it's like eh, you know do whatever jeff you are the second one yes i am so how do you feel about that well i i had special attention paid to me for a certain reason so i don't really have much of a perspective on that. Sorry. Too much hair. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. They had to shave him down every day. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> that beard, even from one, was just down the chest. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't have any, uh, any particular... Uh... Okay. Feeling on that. Let me ask you about Great Simon then. I mean, this is kind of the focus of this volume. Yeah, we get to the tournament at the very, very end of it. But for the most part, it is Gohan as a play on the Sentai kind of superhero thing here. Thoughts on it? Good for character development. I feel like Gohan finally has a personality. Oh, okay. Like... We've been with him for how many volumes now as a kid growing up from age four onwards and here he is sixteen. I feel like I, I finally you know I feel like I finally know who Gohan is. He, yeah. he well, likes cheesy outfits apparently and just wants to during do good. Game, I don't want to fight, this isn't who I am. I just want to focus on my studies. But now even when he's focusing on his studies, I don't know, maybe he got hit in the head too, or he's just batshit crazy off the wall. I gotta dress up and fight crime. So it's Could weird be. that he doesn't want to fight, but he kinda wants to jump in there. That's weird. I because I kind of feel like he has more Chi-Chi in him than anything, than, than Goku anyway. Mm. And Goten's like, you know, that's that's Goku's. <laughs> Goku boiled down to his pure essence right, of exactly. stupid and hunger. <laughs> in, in that little kid. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like Gohan takes a lot more caution to things. Uh-huh. And so it only makes sense that uh, he goes as like the great Saiyaman because uh, he has to dress up. He doesn't want to show his real identity. And, yeah, yeah, he's concerned about that. Which is interesting because there was no concern about that when it came to the actual Cell Gamer right? thing there well, was a camera they all had gold hair and they could go back to normal afterward that is true and i don't think it was in the manga but i definitely remember in the tv version there was that older couple who recognized mm-hmm. goku and gohan and were they saying something about them being delinquents now or yeah was, like I oh i guess they're punks now i don't remember what it was but yeah they're they know that they can change back to their normal form and people it's like tuxedo mask where he's he's got a little thing over his eyes and suddenly you can't tell it's him i mean <laughs> change your hair a little bit and despite every other feature of their character being exactly the same different person entirely but they did bring up which i thought was a nice touch there's two nice touches i found in this manga um the first one was uh well why don't we just make a new helmet where it changes my voice yeah yeah they mentioned that that would i mean that was certainly possible it's tough to do in manga though very tough so i I can understand why that was just kind of something you throw out there and just ignore right uh the other nice touch just to go slightly off topic uh when they talk about the the, uh, tenkaichi budokai and the fact that it has this huge audience 
uh, they make some comment that like, oh wow, it's a lot bigger. And Piccolo makes a little snide remark like, but the but the soul's gone. I was like, nice. The, touch. the warrior within, yeah, he, he knows that it's not about the fight anymore. It's yeah, it's not the same. He can already tell that Mister Satan's turned it into a spectacle of nothingness. And it's so true because I mean, you're just wait, watching wait, the early stuff. Hold up, Piccolo's last appearance at the tournament wasn't about the fight either. It was about <laughs> killing someone. He didn't care. So it's Piccolo certainly. But it was grown. still about, I guess, showing your strength. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you cared some semblance of honor, I suppose, from the fighter within <laughs> him. Yeah, it's good. We're gonna talk about Piccolo and some of his lines with the visisms when we get to that. There's some weird writing with uh, this in Piccolo. This is here. about where it starts, right? Like the main weirdness, or did that start it, earlier? It picks up. Well, the Trishisms were when it was first being published. I'm not talking about Piccolo. I just mean in terms of editing. Oh, editing censor. Yeah, yeah, because it was no longer in. Which is weird. It was no longer in Monthly Jump, but then the censoring started kicking up to a new degree again after this. Yeah, the, people left Viz. Viz went into a new direction from here on out. It's just kind of, ugh. All right. Name changes, all that stuff. Um, So that's Great Simon. Is there, I feel like there should be so much more we can say about Great Simon. But I feel like this... Oh, about Great Simon? Yeah. Mm. He's the bulk of this volume. He right? really is. I had such yeah. a good time I with think it's him. because this is the first time in so long that we've had a volume that's almost purely comedy relief. Yeah. It's so yeah. lighthearted and it's such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really just a pleasure. Not it that it hasn't good. been a pleasure, but it almost, the tone is so different. Yeah, other than the robbers and so, it's no fighting whatsoever. It's just being with the characters and their everyday stuff going on. I'm talking here at Capsule Corps. I'm going over here. I'm checking in on these people. I'm thinking to myself about school and about my identity. We're in people's heads far more than we've ever been in the series, even if it's just for a couple volumes and maybe just one character. Well, what can you do when you don't have the uh the red you know what i'm talking about uh in dragon ball the red um ribbon army that's it when you don't have a red ribbon army anymore that's like a formidable foe to Mm -hmm. the main character you just have common criminals left you don't really have any sort of there's no scientific without a super villain there's no super villain which we're getting to but (laughs) right right i mean we don't have one yet so it's kind of like we're in that sort of in-between stage well that's really neat because they make a point to say after the cell game you know peace has returned but now crime's starting up again like for a while i guess the concern over kind of like the end of watchmen where people come together to fight this common foe and they put aside their differences well now it's been a few years and sell's not a threat and I can go rob a store and get away with it now. Yeah, but you could say it's also convenient for the manga author to, to make a, a ploy like that where it's like, well, we got to keep writing. We can't just make it peaceful and let it stay peaceful. No, it's but that's shown, completely man. impossible. There's not going to be time of peace for too long. Yeah, but it's also completely impossible too. Things start up all the time yeah, depending yeah. on what it is. So, I mean, it just makes sense. I think, yeah, I, I really love this volume because of that. It just made perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about the Budokai earlier. Is this the right time to say, hey, let's have another tournament why not i mean you got nothing else going on with no super villain and i like that it, it brings on this new dimension of because mr satan kind of took it over he's totally changed the direction right it's and not purpose the same of this thing. thing so we learn a lot of stuff that happens we learn like, kind of in between the, the lines yeah 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 it is kind of weird that there's like a seven well it's not really a seven year gap because there's a 24th somewhere in there but like oh, there's between a, tournaments yeah, yeah exactly well, no it's far more than seven because the previous one was 23rd gohan wasn't born yet oh right so then there's
there's like, so like a four, then five, then eight, then nine, then I'd have to go look up. But I mean, it's been a good, what, like 15 years between yeah. 23rd and 25th, something like that. Wow. I mean, I'd have to do the math again, but. Yeah, it's like shocking. I mean, well, I mean, when you have a tournament going on for that long and uh, you have that long pause in between them, you're going to have so they differences. They have one in there somewhere, obviously after Cell. Right. So it's. The 24th has been within the last seven years. Yeah, so it does seem, it's like, it's kind of like American Gladiators, where the one in the, ni- in the recently was like nothing compared to the one the in the early 90s. You know, it was just like... You a big fan, Jeff? What can I say? I like my I storm. used to love that. I oh, too. my God. <laughs> <laughs> the old one. I've never seen. Yeah, the old one. See, ones. the old one's a classic. The new one's just a, it's, it's a hack. But it feels like the Tenkaichi Budokai to me. Okay, okay. Are there any other character things you guys want to talk about? Any, any events? I mean, we've got... it in. Okay, what about... Oh, yeah. Hey, married with daughter and hair he's got hair stop shaving it these things settle down i think it's funny that he's just like no i'm not bald i told you i shaved it <laughs> <laughs> it's good times good times and he's got a daughter and he's with 18 it's it's just i mean it's it, it you feel good for the little guy because he keeps dying so it's like it's so good to see him <laughs> he live dying he's always talking he's about always wanted a girlfriend married. yeah <laughs> So he gets around to it. Good for. I love that he lives at Kame House. That's a little that that kind of always irked me. It's got a bunch of freeloaders. How would eighteen stand for that? You think she'd want to well, force him? She wants to go win the money. Right. She wants to get out of there. She's just putting up with it because she loves Kuridin. I kind of wonder what they both do for a living. I guess nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, just nothing. You grew up that way. What do any of them? Do? I mean, we hear about this. No one works. Well, the only one with a job. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, I love that part of this manga where it's where. Like Chi Chi just basically says, I was running out of money. Right, right. And you you really do kind of wonder if you look back at the series, you're like, wait, what did these people do to. There are some real world logistics to this. Right. Where they've got pockets of cash somewhere and it runs out. And yeah, I mean, they go catch their own fish, but at some point you got to pay some bills. Yeah, but like maybe, I mean, I can't even imagine what some other fans were thinking like early on where they're going, okay, how do they survive when they don't have any <laughs> money or like, or, it's or make it? It's the any warrior money. way. I mean, you fast, you deal. You yeah, get over it. But it's logistics. It's you exactly that. You just see an absence of logistics when it comes to the series, and then it's like you're uh, looking for too much logic in something from Toriyama. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's absolutely what it is. But I think it's it's really fascinating that they take that that perspective on it. Let's talk about some TV differences. The first one is basically the entirety of Gohan as Great Saiyan. Mary, we fast forwarded through I think five episodes earlier today, and the fact that it's five episodes says a lot because in the manga it's just over so quick. Videl deduces. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you're you're him. We have an episode where Gohan thinks this girl knows who he is. Was her name Angela? Yeah. And it's an entire episode of just the charade of going on a date and trying to prevent her from telling his secret. Just that he wears teddy bear underpants is what she accidentally saw. An entire episode dedicated to that. <laughs> We have an episode where one of the little monster dragons from around his house is kidnapped by someone and thrown in a circus and Great Saiyaman's going to rescue him and prove to everyone that Great Saiyaman isn't the bad guy here and they attack and, and then there's a movie being filmed. There's all sorts of different stuff that just does not appear. There are some circumstances that feel like they're loosely based on some of the manga events but they write it into a completely different story. It's so funny because just trying to remember what I remember from the, uh, or what I saw from the original uh, uh, Cartoon Network series anyway, Mm -hmm. I mean, I cannot remember any of this extra stuff. Them filming a movie, really? I don't remember any of that. So you basically just remember kind of the main ideas. Yeah, I remember what the manga said, which is shocking because I'm reading the manga like, oh, this is exactly what I saw. Yeah, most of those lines, like I said, do appear. They're just kind of in different 
events and circumstances. Yeah, and then there's all this extra stuff that I just completely forgotten about. I didn't even realize that they were doing half the stuff. So, I mean, I'm sure I could watch those episodes again and probably pick out a few things where I was like, oh, yeah, it was mm-hmm, that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, the manga just plucked in my memories 100%. I just can't believe all this extra stuff that I did not remember, shockingly. Mary, too long, five episodes that we I liked through? it back when I had it fan-subbed. I used to watch the tape a lot. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed it because it was just so off the wall, but when we were kind of fast-forwarding through it today, I thought it dragged on a little bit too much now is, that I'm older. Is it because you've now gone back to the manga and seen the original way I think it was so. written? Yeah. If you hadn't read the manga, would it have been okay? Would it have made sense? No, I think with age, I think I still would have decided that it was too long, but certainly reading the manga didn't help okay. its cause. All right, makes sense. But I do think it was a good opportunity in the anime to kind of pad it out a little bit more. Yeah. Just yeah. to get caught up. Sure, sure. The original publication run. So I think that was a smart place to do it. The other change I want to talk about is in addition to the TV version, but it, it feels very natural. Like it could have happened. And right it should there. have. <laughs> and should have happened well, this there, way. There's your opinion on it. Yeah. And that is Goten actually meeting his dad. In the manga, there's a couple panels that basically get flipped into the TV version and Goten runs out and actually meets his dad. They hug. In the manga, Goku basically just says, oh, that thing over there, I guess that's my son. And almost immediately Piccolo says, all right, we got to go handle our registration. Goten doesn't actually meet his dad there in a close fashion in the manga, as opposed to the TV version. And Jeff, we just checked in on the TV version there, and I was telling Mary, I love it. It goes from the movie 2 ending BGM to, I think, the Bardock special ending BGM. It's like two ending pieces of music well, back they just, to back. like, pulled out their happiest, sappiest music exactly. they could possibly find. <laughs> exactly. What do you think about the TV version of this as opposed to the manga version? I like the manga version better. You do, without the meeting his mm-hmm. dad. Okay, what about that? I think it's a more Goku-like characteristic for Goten to not really act upon seeing his father. You know what? I agree completely. Now that you put it into words, it's more in character that way. For Goku to just kind of like... You're like, oh yeah, I guess that's my son. But Mm. at the anime, it just gives such a warm, fuzzy feeling that I can't help but like it. But yeah, the the manga is definitely more true to character. It's so warm and fuzzy that the ending sequence to Dragon Ball GT reanimates that scene and has it in the ending montage. Hmm. Which blows my mind that they reanimate instead of just using footage from that episode, they reanimated it. So we got some maybe out of character moments here, but it's totally warm and fuzzy at the same time. Oh, it's adorable. And as we're going to see with, in particular, Goten and Trunks, is there kind of questioning the authority and the power of this Goku guy? And I feel like having Goten meet his dad there almost negates some of that questioning you're going to see between the two kids later on. It still works. I mean, they still have no idea just how strong this guy is. But uh, there's so many great moments later on with whose power is that? Is that my dad? Wow, my dad's stronger than your dad. No, uh This just fun kid moments, Mary, as you were alluding to earlier. A little bit of a change there. Seems like there's uh, quite a bit of shifting around going with the manga. Be interesting to keep tabs on that as the manga volumes continue onward. Do they change much else and what's flipped around out of character in character stuff? Is there anything else you guys? want to toss into the mix here with this volume before we go into any visisms there was something with uh with trunks and vegeta i'm trying to remember what it was it was when trunks and vegeta were training and um it's 
basically where Vegeta challenged uh, Trunks to punch him in the face, and if he did, they would take him to the amusement park. Isn't he an old softy now? He, I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. Yeah. It's like, wow, he's actually sort of becoming a dad, yeah. and he's yeah. giving up just to go to the amusement park. I thought it was perfect. But like, I, I really thought that Trunks was going to hit him, because he was genuinely shocked as to how strong Trunks was Isn't becoming in Super Saiyan. Isn't Goten and Trunks kind of kept their transformations from certain people? I, I thought that was weird. How I don't they know how Gohan couldn't have known that happened. He yeah. never sensed yeah. it, or maybe he's just so absorbed in his studies. That is a little weird that Gohan never would have felt the two kids transforming somehow. They never noticed Chi. I mean, he did make a point to try and notice Videl's uh, Chi. He mm-hmm. never looked at Goten's. I mean, like, it, it did seem kind of weird, actually. But, I mean, that that's just sort of... I don't know. I guess that just has to do with how he wanted to progress the story anyway. Yeah, yeah it's convenient. Exactly. It's just convenient. But it was, yeah, it was kind of weird first reading that. But okay. I just thought it was funny to see the the two of them train because we've already seen them train. Right. The Well, not the adult, but the teenage version of Trunks from the alternate timeline. But it also makes you wonder uh, what kind of training the original Trunks got versus this young Trunks, which is pretty strong at Super Saiyan, as we saw. Right. Obviously, this young Chibi Trunks is significantly stronger. I guess they're leading you to believe that this version of Trunks is going to be stronger than the yeah. one that we've seen. Because mm-hmm. he's got his dad that whole time. Yeah, Vegeta's yeah. influence enough to make him that much stronger was Gohan too soft of a trainer in this alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. Very neat. But it is also neat to see our Gohan and our Trunks interact as opposed to the alternate Gohan and the alternate Trunks. Just these two different worlds, how vastly different they are. Mm-hmm. And that Toriyama came up with this kind of an idea of different relationships, I different versions. Now that you mention it, one thing I want to bring up is how different this Trunks is from the Trunks that we're used to. Very important to talk about, yeah. His personality is very different because this one's just a little troublemaker, whereas the other one talks politely, he wouldn't dream of starting up trouble, and this was just a wise ass. They're both great in their own ways. This one lives in a time of complete peace with his dad around. He has a luxury of acting like a jackass in yeah. his spare time. Yeah, the other one didn't have that luxury. It's a great way to describe it. You want to talk some visisms here? Let's get angry. All right. I don't <laughs> think there's a whole lot of angriness. Okay, good. Well, uh, our buddy Jake Herms from Constantai has been going through, we've been doing this lately, um, things in the Viz English translation that are either changed or censored, that kind of stuff. We just want to bring it up so you're aware of what it is you're reading if you're going through the English version. Starting off in chapter 421, the most obvious you will see in the volume, all of the Mr. Satan references are removed. Satan City is now Herculopolis. Herculopolis. Satan City Bank is her bank. And in a later chapter, you actually see Vidal's plane that says Hercule instead of Mr. Satan. Let me go around. What are your thoughts on Viz? I hate that Viz had to succumb to this. I agree. Her bank, really? <laughs> As opposed to his bank? <laughs> right. Didn't have to happen. I mean, they did know in the monthly jumps, his original name is Mr. Satan. But yeah, they did it. It if is what it is. If you're going to do that, then... Why even bother? Okay. Unless they want to just be consistent with the dub that probably most of their readers are familiar with. The thing that I always bring up at you is, remember when Shonen Jump was first coming out, they're like, you know what? We're using the original Japanese names. Yep, we've got Kuriden. Yep, we've got Tenshin Han. They would take jabs at Funimation every so often often and here they are you know you're obviously this is years in the past but years later we're gonna change his name 
just feels like, what happened to you guys? Where'd you go wrong? You know, I forget that we don't have a camera on, but right now I am shaking my head. <laughs> Jeff shaking his head. Uh, let's move on with the changes. It's weird that the school is referred to in dialogue as Hercule High when it's written right there that it's Orange Star High School. That's not in the original Japanese version of Satan High or anything like that. So I don't know why they would write something like that. Unnecessary. Here's one that's not a change, but it was worth noting. The guy who survives the uh, bank robbery, all that stuff going on, he does indeed survive. In the original version, Japanese script, he writes, ow, 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 mama. While in Viz, he goes, ow, it hurts. Mary, I think you were saying they kind of depussified him yeah. in this little change here. So not a change. I don't not, see why, though. Not a dead body groaning in a dubbed version or anything like that. Um, Mary, why don't you take a pretty simple one here, okay. 422. East District 439 being a thousand kilometers away changed to hundreds of miles. A thousand kilometers would be about 600 miles. Jake says he mentions this just because a specific amount is being changed to a vague amount. Yeah, they're changing miles to kilometers, kilometers. Just something being changed that you might want to be aware of. Gohan's teacher is telling the class about a philosopher named Gurinovich. This may be a pun on Gurino, which is diarrhea in Japanese. So in Viz, his name is changed to Diarrheus. Clever little thing <laughs> to do in there. Incidentally, this is uh, important to note. The makers of Dragon Ball Online have mentioned Gurinovich as one of the references to the Dragon Ball minutia included in the game. So they took this random, I guess, philosopher name, one off in the manga, and Dragon Ball Online mentions it. That's pretty cool that they went back to just these little things here and there. And another one, the town where the two uh, robbers strike is called Rondoseru Town in Japanese. Rondoseru is a Japanese word for backpacks. Uh, I guess particularly those used by um, primary school students. I guess it's a loan word from the Dutch word Ranzel or Ranzel. Don't know. Don't speak Dutch. Meaning backpack. So Viz calls it Backpack Town. And then if you skip ahead to DVZ Movie 13, there's also a Randosidu Tower in West City. So it's kind of a recurring place name kind of thing. A little, I guess, to translating the name rather than leaving it as is. Jeff, let's go over to you. 426, a little change here. All right. Well, the, um, the change here is uh, when talking to Gohan, Bulma complains about how Vegeta doesn't work at all, just like quote-unquote your dad, i.e. Goku. She then wonders if this is a, a Saiyan trait. Fizz messes up and has her say that Vegeta doesn't work just like his dad, i.e. King Vegeta. Right, so instead of your dad, your dad. So just messing up who it is that they're actually talking about. Uh, Mary, this is Gohan and Piccolo stuff. Okay, this was in uh, chapter 429. When Videl asks who taught Gohan martial arts, he answers that it was someone I know, my dead dad, and others. In Viz, he just says mostly dad before he died. The someone I know who Gohan mentions is almost certainly Piccolo. Need how Gohan still mentions him before Goku, even after all these years. Just a minor thing lost in translation. Yeah, it's neat there. I mean, Gohan still places Piccolo first in his sentences. That's kind of neat. So over in chapter 431, when Kuridin is explaining about how number 18 can have kids, he originally describes her as, quote, a human who's been restructured a little bit. While in Viz, he just flat out calls her, he uses the word cyborg. They're basically the same thing, but but Jake says he wants to note that the English word cyborg is used in Japanese, being used in the series itself to describe people like Cyborg, Tao Pai Pai, and in the guidebooks and stuff to describe Mecha Frieza. It's, however, never used in the series or supplemental material to refer to 17 and 18. It's the kind of thing where we call them cyborgs because that's the word that we use to describe the type of things they are. But in the Japanese stuff, it's never, the word cyborg is not used to refer to them. So Viz uses that term a lot. So it's kind of like, 
they're being accurate and using it, even though that word wasn't there in the original Japanese script. This kind of additional clarification, tossing the thing out there, even though it may not have actually been there. Here's the fun one with Piccolo. Minor toss back to these old, weird Piccolo talkings. When one of the tournament monk guys asks Piccolo if he's feeling okay, Piccolo responds with, quote, leave me alone. I'm always this color. While in Viz, he says, away from me, man. Piccolo is green. Thing is, he goes out of his way to use the name Ma Jr. in entering this tournament so people don't remember who Piccolo is. So the fact that he says the name Piccolo here is weird enough, but just that style of speak is not how he talks and it's not what he says. Mary, I'm going to give you this last one because the kids are fun. All right, so this is chapter 432. Trunks' first opponent is named Idasa, which is a pun on Dasai, meaning something unfashionable, unhip, etc. Viz calls him Lime, which is clearly a pun on lame, although Jake notes in the next volume we'll see that Viz keeps his brother's name, Ikose, pun on Sekoi, meaning cheap or small-minded, intact. Yeah, so they'll they'll do an adaptation of the name this volume, but the next volume will keep the brother's name the Japanese pun. I guess it's kind of neat that they try and do uh, an English replica of the type of pun it was going for, but then it's like, it's just well, just pick a kid. Yeah, 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 pick one or the other. Not that anyone is consistent with the way they spell things or adapt puns, but this is the kind of thing where, I mean, they're brothers, the puns are similar things. If you do one, I would go ahead and do the other one. So those are our little visisms for this volume. Before we wrap up the manga review of awesomeness, see dart in your eyes over there. Jeff, you have to know, what do you predict happens next volume in the manga? We're at the point where they're registered for the tournament, the kids are starting to fight. I don't remember this bit. Alright, then this is great. <laughs> this is to, actually predictions. actually do predictions like he used to do. Maybe there's a caterpillar creature. That's all I can guess. No, I'm kidding. All right, fine. Um, in terms of the, well, there's two tournaments. There's the kids tournament and there's the, uh, there's the, adults. the adults one. So I can certainly guess that um, I'm going to say Goten's going to win the uh, the kids tournament. Okay. Even though it is said that he is not as strong as Trunks is, mm-hmm. but I'm sure we'll see something happen. Okay. Uh, as for the adult tournament, um, I can only imagine. Pretty much everyone's entering. Yeah, which is exciting, actually, to see uh, uh, just who wins that. But I, I am going to go out on a limb and say that no one wins for some odd reason. Okay. I can't imagine why. I'm just going to say there's no declared winner. All right. So, and and that means Chi-Chi's going to have to work, and I have great pleasure in saying that. <laughs> Chi-Chi's going back to work. I've, I've, I don't think she's ever worked, but... Yeah, exactly, but I'm so happy to say that. Um, <laughs> and as for anything else that could possibly happen, I don't really think there could be anything else. I mean, we might have a, a, a surprise challenger. Uh, I'm going to put it out a there. A new and challenger say, has entered the ring. Exactly. Uh, as for Hercule fighting the kid, I'm going to say that's not going to happen. Did you just say the H word at me? I did say the H word at you. Get out. I know. <laughs> It's tough. I mean, there's actually a thread talking about this on the forum on, on Taizen Chui X recently. Do you self-correct when you're reading the Viz version? And my response was, yeah, for the most part, I can do it pretty well. Except in the case of this name, where they're changing all the artwork everywhere and it's blaring in my face on yeah. buildings and helicopters. It's and so stuff. hard not to say it, especially when you see it everywhere in the manga. And it's a shame because I really don't mind the other name at all. I think it's better than this one, but I keep seeing it. So it's very hard not to say it, especially with wine in me. Yes. <laughs> and as we've talked about at the end of 
of the series. The punchline to the series is Satan honestly saved the world. <laughs> so <laughs> to have that changed, it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, of it does. The character in his name. So that was uh, volume 36 of the manga. We, we started it off. We're back into the game here. The Boo arc is officially going. Six more to go. Oh, I spoiled it. I called it the Boo arc. Oh, as dear. I had no idea who was coming. I had no clue that was coming, you don't know Mike. when. I mean, there's 42 volumes in the manga. This was 36. Get a ways to go. Ways Six to go. more of these. It's probably going to take a year to get through it. <laughs> it, it may. We'll see. So uh, I'm so glad to get that going again. We'll catch up some point probably next month we'll figure it out maybe it won't be the first week of every month but it will be the last week of every month the way that we have it going there's now. no rhyme or reason there anymore we'll just do it when we can do it mm -hmm. all right so uh with manga review done let's clean up some releases and some emails we are at the very end of November, so I guess we'll do we'll do just a couple things in December because uh, maybe you want to buy some presents for people. I'll get you going here. December 3rd, a Friday, over in Japan, Dragon Ball Kai DVDs. This is a single disc. Eugene Zonigan and Cell Arc of Volume 3. Overall for Kai, this is Volume 21. It's episodes 58 through 60 of it, and the DVDs are, as you know, 16 by 9 cropped standard definition. MSRP is 29.40 yen. It's 2,800 on CD Japan and 21.70 on Amazon Japan. Uh, Mary, I guess, give me December 14th here. Hey, that's a Tuesday coming out uh, here is Dragon Ball Z Kai Part 3 Blu-ray and DVD editions from Funimation. This covers Kai episodes 27 through 39 and the aspect ratio is 4 by 3 on both editions. MSRP is 54.98 on Blu-ray and 49.98 on DVD. For Blu-ray you can get it on Amazon for 34.49 and 41.24 on right stuff. And the DVD version is $36.99 on Amazon, $37.49 on right stuff. Yeah, the Blu-ray is cheaper on Amazon than the DVD yeah. is, so if you got a PS3 or Blu-ray player, go for that. Uh, we'll do just one more, Jeff. I guess uh, take us to Germany for a day here. Sure. Uh, on December 17th, that's a Friday, Dragon Ball Z DVD Box 7 in Germany from publisher Kaze. That's uh, 10 boxes for the series. Based on the French video transfer, so not all that particularly great, but uh, it's not the Dragon Box version. Uh, so it's DVZ TV episodes 200 through 200. 30 and that's on... what we're talking about the manga right here so oh, what do you know there you go it's on six discs uh in four three aspect ratio and that is 53.99 euros at amazon germany yeah they actually just went down uh, a few euros there so if you pre-ordered you're looking to pre-order just dropped in price a little bit uh we'll get back to you in december with the rest of december's releases that done let's do an email Mitchell proposes this question to us all, and I in turn propose it to both you, Mary, and you, Jeff. Mitchell says, if you could reread one of the manga volumes, which one would it be? As we hit the boo arc here, my choice would be volume 13, because my favorite arc is by far Piccolo Daimo. So I guess, take a moment here, we've been through so much with this manga review of awesomeness over the years now, cruising through the series. We went from Pilaf to Red Ribbon to Piccolo... Uh, Vegeta, so many villains, so many story arcs, so many little things in between. Was there anything in particular that you remember really well or want to go back and revisit, see if you really enjoyed it as much as you think you did, get to know some of these characters and their origins again? Anything stick out to you in that respect? I don't remember volume numbers, but I would okay, have to sure. go for the first volume of the uh, the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai okay. stuff, just because I like that fight a lot. What fight? The, the whole 23rd Tenkaichi <laughs> 
whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you entirely. Jeff, how about you? Is there anything you would enjoy going back to and revisiting? Mm, I would say not even that I would enjoy going back to just to reread, but um, see if I can enjoy it even more, essentially. Okay. Uh, is the Frieza arc to go back and re- reread that because um, I thought he was pretty evil, but I didn't think he was dastardly. Okay. As much as as much as much his whole persona is to, ever, to all the fans anyway. I didn't kind of get that from the manga, but I mean, after sort of analyzing it a lot, I wouldn't mind going back and rereading that. So you want to go back and see if Frieza is truly as evil as you think he is, or yeah. supposed to be. Well, not to mention that there's some really good stuff in there when they're preparing for the fight with Frieza and, and mm-hmm. all the backstory and uh, you know we Vegeta's lot, tie-in. Yeah. There's such great exposition in there, as well as the actual battles, mm-hmm. that I kind of feel like that would be great. And that's considered Z, right? Like, that is actually... Of the TV version, yeah. Right, so... If anything, that would be interesting to kind of go back and see the stuff that I hadn't actually gotten to in the show anyway. Because okay. I've seen the original Dragon Ball. I've seen the Cell arc. I've never seen the Freeze arc in TV form. So oh, that's so funny because most of the people that got into it in North America came in during the endless Freeze stuff. Amazing to me because I never I never saw that part of it. Might so be like, for the best. <laughs> okay, fine then. Because like the manga was, was actually really good and yeah, uh, I would not by. mind revisiting that. Nice. How about you? My answer is we talked about we loved it when we first read it and we've talked so much about it volume three when Kudadin shows up and they're doing their training and we're just seeing them do their stuff and it's funny and it's cute and he's a little bastard and Goku's so naive just those times and I think that's why I'm looking forward to whatever Dragon Ball SD is to kind of relive the youth and wacky adventures of the original duo I suppose I had a really good time with them why not it could certainly use a new author who knows that might, might that might actually be the best thing the series could have right now yeah yeah, that's what I would do. And I can do it anytime because it's right upstairs. So I guess I, we can all just reread whatever we want to mm-hmm. read whenever it's there for us. Uh, Mary, if people like Mitchell have questions, comments, all that good stuff. Right. Send an email on over to podcast at That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Or send a message on our wall on Facebook at facebook.com slash DizeX or we're on the Twitter at DizeX. There you go. So we mentioned uh, the contest that we got going on. Be sure to check that out on the website. Uh, it's linked right there off the homepage. You can't miss it. Got more things will be given away on Twitter and Facebook and the website and the podcast. Having a great time. We got lots of cool things coming your way. Julian's supposedly going to be joining us again next week on the show. I'm looking forward to having Daddy Julian back with us talking about special guest star (laughs) that's right (laughs) haven't heard from him in a while so it'd be great to have him back in the fold here as well you know we get manga review going again we get julian back again get the gang all back together get the band back together that's right that's right (laughs) so uh jeff i thank you for joining us here thank you for having me do you have anything in the works what what's going on um well we've uh in terms of my own stuff anyway mike we've discussed uh previously that we should do a year-end show of low fidelity even though there's, there's been a, a lot of silence from no particular reasons just busyness i guess not really and i have to get the uh, the audio from you so i can work on yeah they we did record an episode that just we did gone online we just, yeah exactly and thank you for editing the bits that you did i did yeah so uh, i just need the audio for the bits that i want to see if i can keep um but other than that uh so that episode should be coming up but we are planning to do a year-end episode uh with the top 10 of 2010 obviously we should totally do that um i feel like december is the best time because it's all holiday albums anyway there's not gonna be anything coming <laughs> out this month other new stuff yeah exactly so uh but we're gonna an interesting idea is to revise our 2009 list because
because we've always had this thing where it's like, well, why do a list in 2010 when obviously the year's not over yet? So we're going to revise last year's list and see how that goes. And we're going to make it really quick. So we're not going to dwell on it. Um, But the main feature is going to be the best of 2010. I think it'll be very interesting. Uh, So that can be found at lowfidelity.info. That's L-O-F-I-D-E-L-I-T-Y.I-N-F-O. Nothing really there yet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Hopefully in the coming days. We're getting there. Hopefully in the coming days, we'll get the the missing episode up and then we'll get the best of. Um, And as for anything else... Oh, you put up, I mean, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, you did the intro for Iron Editor. Yep. Was it Anime USA? Uh, Anime USA's, uh, Anime USA 2010, the Iron Editor competition. Oh my God, it's a mouthful. <laughs> the theme was Rock Out and um, and Vic had me do the intro and I had a ball with it. So that's on YouTube. Um, so you've seen some of the stuff that Jeff can do. I mean, this is something you want to check out. Yeah, actually, uh, it's he, pretty he recent comes here, news. You talk with your deep, sexy voice. <laughs> But you get the mad skills in other areas, too. I, I happen to edit videos. In fact, um, uh, I also have on YouTube, uh, my account on there with the videos is Gambit1982. That's G-A-M-B-I-T-T, two T's in there, uh, 1982. And um, I have the Iron Editor intro up as well as the uh, Otakon AMV contest intro, which um, has been you know requested so many times in higher quality. That version's online as well. Um, but I got a question on, on the YouTube page asking where the AMV source footage came from because I couldn't use other people's videos. And I said, thank God I'm an editor because I have tons of videos to choose from to pick footage. <laughs> so um, anyway, but that's all up there. You can check that out. Um, I'm on Twitter at uh, Gambit1982, same as the uh, YouTube account. And um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, yeah, we do have Low Fidelity on Facebook as well. It's been kind of quiet, but Mike, you've been putting stuff up. And occasionally I might throw something up there. So uh, Facebook.com slash Lo-Fi Podcast. That's L-O-F-I-P-O-D-C-A-S-T as well as our Twitter at Lo-Fi Podcast. <sighs> I think I'm done. <laughs> You like music, you want to hear about music, occasionally Jeff and I talk about music. The Check funny thing out. is, you you see me tweet about this stuff on my own Twitter and not on the lo-fi I one. know, I know, it's a shame. But the problem is I can't say Jeff says every time I tweet because then I lose like I 20 characters <laughs> know, out of it. I know, So either way, you can follow me or you can follow Lo-Fi Podcast and uh, get all your music stuff from me, basically. Good deal. Yep. Mary, uh, even though you're hacking up lungs and collapsing over there and propping yourself up you're powering through to the end of the show good to have you with us why thank you you enjoyed this volume of the manga i know you did i did it was really good probably one of my favorites in a while excellent and it's been good but this was just super i want to and i have kept reading i think you read the next like three or four volumes i did (laughs) it's all because of the viz big format like i lose track of where the beginning and end is so i just want to keep going i have to say that was hard to do i really wanted to read the next part but i didn't i didn't Okay, good. See, I have no shame. <laughs> like, I know what's going to happen anyway. I just want to keep Yeah, reading. you're fine. I shouldn't read it. That's true. All right. So we got Jeff over there. We got Mary over there. My name is Mike Vegito EX. You can check myself and Julian out on Dyes and Shoe EX, www.daizex.com. That's linked to everything. It's where you get all your news. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook. It's Dyes EX everywhere. An extravaganza of DyesEX. We will be back in your ears here on the podcast next week talking about some stuff. We're all thrown out of whack, so I don't know what the topic's going to be, but awesome people. We're talking about awesome things. Look forward to that. For Mary. Bye. For Jeff. Bye. For Julian. Bye. My name is Mike, Vegito EX, and we'll see you next week here on the show. All right, folks, we are officially recording a manga review of awesomeness. Yay! After what, Whoa. three months? Yeah, how long has it been? Really? 
August 22nd. Are you kidding me? Wow. Really? Since August? Well, we did the um, filler arc. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's right. In okay. September. That sounds yeah. a bit more reasonable. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We good? Mm-hmm. Gohan asks Goten to throw rocks at him from real crows. Real crows. I did it. I did it. Angerous. Angerous <laughs> man. We came across that today. Uh, There's a scene in the anime. Yeah. Where someone's filming something and they zoom in and it says cross up. <laughs> wow. Oh, that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. All right. I'm saying that over. <laughs>